Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm your host, Brad Stevens, here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. Today, the question is, what is the kingdom of heaven? Yeah, this is a um, broad topic uh, and uh, one that is really important. We're going to look at how the kingdom of heaven uh, plays out throughout Scripture and the good news that is associated with living in the kingdom, what it means to live within the kingdom. You need to buckle up because we're going from Genesis to Revelation. This theme is found throughout the Bible, and we, we, we find out that we are terrible kings, terrible kings that need to have allegiance to God's kingdom. And if we have that allegiance to his kingdom, then we have good news to spread. So the kingdom of heaven, this is one of my favorite topics that you have introduced me to in my time here um, uh, working for the church. And it's something that once I realized and saw within scripture, then I could could see it in my own life. Yeah. And so this is something that really um, uh, impacted me personally. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is a great question and uh, one that has a huge theme without within scripture Um, and one that I think is often overlooked in its significance and its importance in um, in the church and in our personal lives, this idea of the kingdom of heaven. And it's it is a distinctly Christian theme. And, you know, it's in the word of God. Um, but it's, uh, you know, if you've been raised in church, you probably are familiar with the theme or heard of it. Mm-hmm. But also the, it's one of those things that is uh kind of hard to get your mind around or kind of hard to understand what are we talking about when we talk about the kingdom of heaven, you know? Well, the term that you've kind of um, uh, given to me is like having kingdom thinking. Mm, So once you kind of start to see that, you Mm -hmm. can start to think in that realm right? and um, uh, it can help you out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to uh, see how scripture brings it into into play is really important. And so to start, I want to say to miss the significance of the kingdom of heaven uh, is to miss one of the central messages of the Bible. And if you understand this uh, kingdom of heaven theme, it will literally change the way you read the Bible. Like it will, I know that sounds dramatic, you know, that sounds really like uh, shock value there, but really it will change the way you read the Bible. If you understand this kingdom of heaven theme within scripture. Um, It's kind of like, uh, I remember when I went to Israel that, you know, you go on that trip and you see all the places that you've read about, but you've never actually seen them before. And you go there and you, you know, you, you see the sea of Galilee, right? You, you go and you're like, it's no longer in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. You have this mental picture of what Uh it is. And then you go and see like, Whoa, this is different than what I had imagined. You know, uh, this kingdom of heaven theme, it, it does that in the fact that like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like it's everywhere in scripture and it really changes the way that you read scripture and um, hopefully it will change the way in which you approach living uh, out your Christian life. And, and it's more than a place. Mm. I mean, kind of when I think of heaven, mm. I think of like, okay, this 
really, really, really right. big right. square right. thing building somewhere in the sky, way up in the sky, <laughs> you know, outside the universe, right. you know, looking down. But it's 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 way way more than that. Yeah. It's more than a place. It's more than a tangible thing. Sure, it includes those things, uh, but it uh, it has deep reaching uh, implications. And so, yeah, let's. Let's get into it. So, broadly speaking, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, we're going to use those terms interchangeably because they're synonyms. Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. We're talking about the exact same thing. So, if I say kingdom of heaven, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. If I'm talking about the kingdom of God, I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven. They're, they're, um, they're synonyms. Matthew likes to use the kingdom of heaven. Um, and the other gospel writers and other places use the kingdom of God, but it's the exact same thing. Um, we're talking about that broadly. We're talking about the sovereign rule of God over the universe. So we're talking about that the kingdom of God is God's rulership over uh, all that is. Okay, and so there's several passages, you know, that we could we could point to as indicators of this uh, this idea of God being the ruler, the king, the sovereign one over creation. Uh, Psalms 103: The Lord has established His throne in the heavens, and His kingdoms rule over all. Uh, Psalms 145: Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. I mean, there's literally a ton of these verses. This mm-hmm. idea. That that God is the uh, the ruler, the king over all life as the creator of it, and so His dominion, His rulership is uh, over all that He's made. And so this idea that, from a broad speaking, uh, the kingdom of God is His eternal sovereign rule over the universe. Okay, and so think about the kingdom of heaven. Want to define it this way: the kingdom of heaven is the king's power over the king's people in the king's place. Ah, three P's. Yeah, three P's. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, that's helpful to think about when you think about the kingdom of heaven. It's defined as the king's power Power. over the king's people in the king's place. Okay, and so I mean, we can use a natural illustration to help us pick up this theme, but like. You can't have a kingdom without power or laws, you know, that govern the structure of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. You can't have any type of uh, ruling, uh, governing, mm-hmm. you know, structure without having some sort of laws or power that that says do this, mm-hmm. don't do this, mm-hmm. that type of stuff, right? I mean, and you have to have subjects, sure, yeah. So people, you got to have citizens, <laughs> right? Um, they have to be somewhere, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, uh, you know, a a country or a uh-huh. kingdom with no people in it isn't actually can't exist, right? It's not r- a real thing, um, and so it's got to have people, and it's got to have location. It's got to have place mm-hmm. involved in it um, that that will uh, distinguish this um, this kingdom is this is its boundaries. This is what it rules over, and so so the kingdom of God is God's power over us here on earth. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. It, it, it's going to involve um, a little bit more than that. But yeah, simply put, yeah, this, this idea of the kingdom of heaven is not simply just this, um, you know, uh, spatial thing up in heaven uh, that is not 
on earth as well. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that when we get into what Jesus did and his, his bringing of the kingdom. Um, but so the kingdom of heaven, it is literally, it's anywhere where the king's power is over his people in, in any place. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, but also it's, it's his power over anything that is, that mm. exists because he created it. Mm-hmm. And so he is over it. So then I see how that's not just here on earth, but it's mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so so to see how this kingdom of heaven theme is played out, uh, I want to quickly uh, try to take us um, from Old Testament to New Testament and help us to see this unifying theme so that when we get to the New Testament and see what Jesus uh, teaches and talks about, it will uh, bring about some hopefully uh, clear pictures of what the kingdom of heaven is and how it works in our lives. start in Genesis, the beginnings, the book of beginnings. And uh, in Genesis, God, uh, through his power, he creates, right? And he creates people and he puts them in a place, right? He puts them in the Garden of Eden. So since the very beginning, the kingdom was started. The kingdom was started, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, God was taking his kingdom and creating uh, a kingdom on this earth, his kingdom on this earth. And the purpose of his creative power was to establish his kingdom on this earth. And so Adam and Eve are created, and their job is to carry out God's rule on this earth and to spread his dominion throughout the earth. And you see this uh, in Genesis chapter 1, you know, God says, let us make man our image according to our likeness and let them rule over right? That's kingdom language. Let them mm-hmm. rule over. And he goes on and talks about the fish, the sea, the birds, the sky, you know, everything that God has created. He's giving man rulership over what he has created. So, God created man in his image. Uh, in the image of God, he created them. He blessed them, tells them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, right? Mm-hmm. R- rule it, control it. Uh, and he says, rule over the fish of the sea. And he goes, talks about everything that lives on this earth, that man was created to to be a partner in ruling um, this dominion that God has created on this earth. Uh, and so Adam and uh, so God makes Adam and Eve to carry out his rulership on this earth. And so God creates this perfect place, uh, Garden of Eden, perfect people, Adam and Eve, right? And he wants them to partner in power with him in Uh, ruling out this dominion that he has created. And so this Garden of Eden moment is this um, moment where heaven and earth are united and where man and God are ruling uh, in uh, unity. And it's this, this powerful moment of... Uh, divine and human 
working together to mm -hmm. rule this world. But they're not equals. They're still no. under God. Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but subject they are, to Him. But they are. They're just as a king has AIDS. Right. Adam and Eve was partnering with Him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The ruling of the garden. Yeah, and God has uh, had given them uh, authority and given mm -hmm. them the ability to uh, to work within this kingdom and to partner with him as his representatives um, to uh, fulfill uh, his his will in this earth. And so God did something incredible in in this partnership with humans uh, on this you know on this earth on this kingdom you're thinking that we're, we're talking about and building. He gives them free will. Mm, okay. And uh, that is, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing, and it not just pretty amazing, like it's it's mind blowing when you really sit and think about it. This idea that God gave His uh, kingdom partners free will uh, in their, uh, you know, ability to work within him, with Him in this kingdom or to reject Him, and this is not some theoretical free will like you can do whatever you want but really illusion I, of choice yeah yeah but this is this real opportunity that that man can choose to reject god as the king and so that's really what the uh the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is all about it's it's about adam and eve with this choice of whether or not they're going to uh remain under the king and his rule, what he said, mm -hmm. or are they going to seek to build their own kingdom, do what they want, seek wisdom in their, uh, you know, way, uh, seek to gain knowledge through their own power. And so Adam and Eve are faced with this choice in the garden. Do you think that they understood the implications of their choice mm -hmm. and the repercussions? Yeah. I mean, God tells them in the moment uh -huh. you do this, you're going to die. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. Do you think they understood what death was? Mm. Oh, uh, not from, probably not from a, uh, they, they didn't have that wisdom. They had to trust God for that wisdom. Like okay. they, like God was telling them, you do this, um, there's going to be uh, death ramifications for that. They, they didn't you know, fully understand what that all was, but they... But they, the choice of trusting in themselves, mm -hmm. they understood that and yeah. taking it into their own hands versus sure. following their king. Yes. And his guidelines. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And so, they, they, they understood that, you know, this is what the king has asked and this is what the king has required of us. And if we're going to, you know, follow his kingship and we're going to rule with him um this is something that we're not to do um and i mean because eve even in you know conversation with the serpent you know she say she says you know god said we shouldn't do this like she she fully knows that she's not supposed mm -hmm. to do this and then adam you know he goes into to it willfully as well and so this this act of willful rebellion against the king uh adam and eve choose their own power to be their own people and to take their place as their own kings of mm. of this and so they so they are breaking away from this kingdom of god to mm -hmm. create a kingdom of man mm -hmm. yeah to create theoretically their, mm -hmm, yeah okay. to create their own king and this this choice it it, it is 
uh, one that is, it corrupts this kingdom of heaven that was perfect in, um, you know, this garden setting, perfect people, perfect place, um, perfect, you know, the power that God had given, but now... They've lost the perfect. They've lost it, and so the place now has changed. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're kicked out of the garden, and, mm-hmm. the you know, the land is is corrupted now. And, and they're no longer who they once were. Right, the people are different mm-hmm. now because they're now naked, and they mm-hmm. recognize it, right? And, um, you know, they're, they're the power, that now they have to work for everything, and now they have to, you know, the sweat of their brow is what's going to sustain them instead of this garden that was always cared for and uh, you know they didn't have to uh, sustain by their own power and so the consequences of their uh, rebellion against the king are devastating Mm, right mm -hmm. for sure and and sin is that willful rebellion against the king yeah, and so, but yet in this, God promises uh, through the that through the seed of Eve um, that a new king will bring about the restoration of God's kingdom on this earth, and uh, we see that in Genesis chapter three verse fifteen, and so the rest of the narrative of the Bible is one that is looking for this promised one, this promised seed, who will restore the kingdom of God back to earth. And uh, this this restoration is the hope of the biblical writers from the Old Testament into the New Testament, and we'll get into that. So the end game goal then is to reunify this mm. kingdom of God yes, yes. and bring that partnership back mm-hmm. from man being separated to being grafted back into the kingdom. Yes, that is the story of Scripture in a oh, nutshell. Okay. Is this uh, the kingdom that God had established uh, in partnership with humanity being restored? Has yes, it has been lost. It has been. Mm, um, it has good. yeah. It has been. Uh, by humans' rebellion, it has been you know taken away. And so, how are we going to get that back? How are we going to restore that? And no, we can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to see as we're going to look through that the the hope of man is to try to do that, oh, and that's the okay. story of a lot of the Old Testament is this uh, desire to. Uh, build God's kingdom in uh, through human efforts. I mean, isn't mm. that what the Tower mm-hmm. of Babel was yes. all about? I mean, they said we will reach up into the heavens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you constantly see this theme throughout the Old Testament. Um, but, you know, there's these pictures of Old Testament characters who uh, are ones who uh, they look like they're going to restore this kingdom and and the first one we see is noah so the world is wicked and god is going to judge the earth and he picks out a righteous man named noah and his family and you know god destroys the earth and you know god says through your seed i'm going to repopulate the earth and it looks like noah is going to be this one who is going to restore this kingdom 
uh, of heaven, you know, back to earth. It's a, it's a clean slate. It's a clean There's slate. There's nothing left. <laughs> yeah, right. Got rid of all the bad and, uh, you know, all the wickedness, and we're going to start over. And yeah, I think I see where you're going. So, yeah. there, there's potential, though, for there's there's going to be another choice. Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, everything looks great. I mean, if... if well, it, we're back to a th- perfect place, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And um, uh, God has perfect power. He mm-hmm. wants Noah to do what's right, but mm-hmm. we're we're stuck on these people. <laughs> ah, okay. I kind of yeah. I kind of see. Yeah, it's going to come down to the people being every uh, time. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, we're going to come back to the fact that people, including you and I, right, all of us, we are masters at building our own kingdoms. Mm. And I'd say we're terrible. Okay, yeah, at that's our own better way of putting it. Yeah. We want to be right. We're 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 really good at trying, uh-huh. but we're really bad at doing. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you think about Noah. What happens? He gets off the ark. He builds an altar, and then what happens in the very next chapter? Remember, mm, vineyard. Yeah, he gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, really bad stuff happens. Yeah. You know, right after this. And so, you know, you see this 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 failure from a man who looks like this might be somebody who could help to bring back this kingdom. This, yeah, God. yeah, this kingdom of God. Another example would be uh, Abraham. God calls Abraham and tells him to to you know to leave his family and to mm-hmm. go. Uh, and from your seed, I'm going to bless all the nations. And this idea of a partnership with God, taking him to a place, taking yes, yes, taking him to uh-huh. places. This this people, Abraham and his family, mm-hmm. uh, and to uh, and you're going to be my, my children. Mm-hmm. Yep. My, you're going to be my um, uh, favored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Abraham, he he made a couple of bad choices. Right. One well. of them being obviously Ishmael. You remember mm-hmm. that story mm-hmm. where he probably one of the most detrimental. Yeah, he tries to accomplish this in his own, uh, you know, with his own will. Uh, and the kingdom was a, wasn't coming soon enough. Exactly. Yeah, and he wasn't uh, willing to wait for you know God's will to be done. He wanted to make mm-hmm. it happen in His timing, and so Abraham fails in that. And there's other examples of him him failing. He does ultimately succeed, and you know, in, in Isaac, and we see that played out through Scripture. Um, and so from Abraham comes this nation, the nation of Israel. And in Exodus chapter 19, God makes a covenant with Israel and he, you know, he says, uh, you know, you're going to be my people and, you know, you're going to be different than all the other nations in the world. And they say, yes, we will be your people. We will submit to that power. Yes, we, you will be our king. Ah, okay. okay. And so they enter this covenant relationship uh, in Exodus chapter 19 on Mount Sinai. And so uh, you have the Ten Commandments come out of that, uh, Exodus chapter 20, and all these different things. And it comes from this covenantal relationship of Israel saying, yes, Yahweh, God, you are our king, and we are your people. And so, you know, God deals sometimes harshly with Israel and he does that in response to their breaking of this covenant. Like you're saying I'm your king, but yet you are following after the kings of this earth. You know, they're mm-hmm. following pagan kings and pagan idols and all these other things. 
And well, eventually the nation cries out for a earthly king. Exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. Another mistake. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, or they have this opportunity to be ruled by the king of kings exactly lord yahweh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but they um uh they don't they don't do that no and if you remember uh samuel the prophet samuel uh is he's talking with god about anointing saul and he's he's struggling with this god tells him they haven't rejected you they've Mm, rejected me you remember that yes and this idea of they've rejected my kingdom they have yet again they want to go and start their own kingdom exactly Mm. exactly and so terrible kings yeah, and so King Saul, he you know he looks promising. He looks like he's going to be great uh, exterior on the outside. He's mm-hmm. taller than everybody. He looks great, but uh, obviously he has some major character flaws, and he ends up um, failing in that. And then King David, you know, is this this monumental uh, king, this one who. Um, you know, as a man after God's own heart, really got a lot going for him. Um, and but at the same time, we see him; he commits murder and mm-hmm. he, you know, uh, adultery, and um, you know, he's not able to build the uh, the temple because he's a man of war. Like all these things that like show how faulty the people are in mm. allowing God to be king into uh, submitting to that mm. kingdom and well, we've failures. lost that we've lost that perfect people mm. status yeah now uh, we're just we're just faulty people <laughs> yeah fallen absolutely so really there's no hope mm. it's just it seems to be this cycle over yeah. and over again yeah there's this continual repetitive theme of you know, Scripture showing us that we are terrible uh, builders of of our own kingdom. Every attempt that we make uh, is going to fall, and so it as, seems at times that they they try mm, to submit to this kingdom of God, sure, but eventually they kind of they um, uh, think of themselves highly in their mm, own eyes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they. The attempts, uh, even the ones that start out good, you, you know, we see that they don't last, and it comes down to the fact that um, there there's something inherently wrong within the human uh, will, the human condition, yeah, that wants to be its own king, and so as we we come to the prophets, we find that the prophets are giving the, us this vision, this this uh, picture of the coming kingdom, and they point us to a time where the restoration of the kingdom of God is going to take place. And just a quick couple um, uh, examples of that. We see in Zechariah chapter 14, the Bible says, And the Lord, uh, Yahweh, will, will be king over all the earth, and in that day uh, Yahweh will be the only one, and his name the only one. And so he's he's talking about this time that there, there's coming a day in which the, the Lord, Yahweh, he will be the only one. He'll be the only uh, king um, and the only one to rule. And uh, there's a lot of these different examples, but I want to give one that maybe we'll... Um, shed new light on this familiar verse, but Isaiah chapter 9 uh, says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government mm. will rest upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, a Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government 
or of his peace, and on the throne of David, and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And so this idea of this, this prophetic moment, I mean, Bible reader, you know, like this is talking prophetically about Jesus. A child is coming, right? And he, what, what is he going to do? The government, the, this kingdom is going to be upon his shoulders, and he's going to establish a kingdom, and this kingdom will uh, never end that he's mm-hmm. going to establish. And so, um, th- there's hints of this all throughout the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see this uh, within the prophetic literature, um, one of the most uh, important ones and one of the most uh, really important chapters in all of the Old Testament is Daniel chapter 7 and it talks about there's coming a son of man who uh, is coming uh, from the clouds of heaven and he to him is going to be dominion glory and a kingdom that all the people's nations and men and every language shall serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion mm. so there's coming a son of man a son of humanity there's coming one uh, in uh, coming to humanity who is going to uh, set up this kingdom and who is going to uh, th- this dominion, this kingdom is going to last for all of eternity. And so uh, the Son of Man is coming and his role, his job is going to be to reestablish the kingdom of heaven. Jumping ahead to the New Testament, that the disciples were excited about this, mm. and they really believed that Jesus was it, and that's why they were constantly, "When is the kingdom coming?" Yes, when is the kingdom coming? Right. It totally makes sense when you mm-hmm. understand this framework why they're asking that question. Mm-hmm. Even uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but in Acts chapter one, after his resurrection, they're asking him, "Okay, now's the time." Like, uh, so yes. we uh-huh. had this, you know, this time where you were teaching and it was all great and good, and then we had this death. And now you're back from the dead, right? It's okay. go time. Yeah, it's go time. Exactly. <laughs> And Jesus is like you. You don't understand. You're kind of missing it a little you, bit. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but you un. But now having that framework, you understand how the disciples misunderstood mm-hmm. what was going on um, because the they were they were looking for this kingdom and they were thinking of it only in terms of earthly. earthly. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we'll talk about that in in a little bit here. But so this idea that the prophets are talking that there's this coming Son of Man. And what he's going to do is he's going to reestablish and set up the kingdom of heaven on this that earth. That perfect kingdom yes. that we lost in the garden. Yes, and, and uh, institute uh, the uh, this reunification of the kingdom of heaven and this earth to... Uh, perfect power, yes. perfect people, and yeah. a perfect place. Exactly. So the Old Testament prophets are uh, telling us that there's a son of man coming, and he is going to uh, institute this kingdom uh, and this dominion that will never end. And uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed it or not, but Jesus, his favorite title to refer to himself as is the son of man. Oh, okay. So like everybody else 
always refers to him as master or, um, you know, they, they call him teacher or son of God even. Uh, but whenever Jesus is referencing himself, almost every time he says the son of man, the son of man, the son of man. And he's linking back to that Daniel chapter seven, saying that I am coming to set up this kingdom that God has, uh, that's my purpose for um, for coming. And so if you, you, you look at the New Testament, you look at the gospels, uh, it's not quite a hundred times, but it's almost a hundred times in the Gospels, we see this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, this theme over and over in uh, Jesus' teaching. Like, if you were just to take a look at that, in, like, he talks about that all the time, this idea of the kingdom of we heaven. take notice of this. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this is, uh, to me, you know, having, you know, really under grasp this kingdom of heaven theme it's well, almost every other parable is like the kingdom of heaven is exactly, like exactly <laughs> exactly yeah like his main jesus's main message was the kingdom of heaven ah okay and that was his central message that's what he talked about all the mm-hmm. time and i think it's interesting you know uh, maybe even a little bit indicting that to us that's not something that is a lot of times the church's main message mm-hmm. Uh, the church's main, uh, you know, thing that we are talking about all the time. We're talking about a lot of other things and not to negate other things, but like if Jesus is talking about this all the time, it should be a hint to us like it's really important and we should also be thinking about it and talking about it and making it something that is a priority in our lives. Well, Jesus is stating that we've got to get back to mm. this perfect unity mm-hmm. in the garden. Right. Like, I want to get back right. to this perfect right. unification of man and God working together. Right. And um, uh, this this state of right now you're in such a faulty state, mm-hmm. but we're getting back to that perfect state. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this, what he's wanting to do. Right. And he's, he's saying, I am the one who's going to do this. Uh-huh. And you know, he understands this kingdom of heaven better than anybody else. Okay. Right. And so like, we need to listen to what he's saying about this. If we're going to live in the kingdom, if we're going to be a part of the kingdom, um, to help us to prevent ourselves from making the same mistake that so many other people have made of living and building their own kingdoms. we If you don't understand the kingdom of heaven and what Jesus taught about it and the character of the kingdom, you're going to be way more susceptible to building your own and to falling into that trap of uh, going down that, uh, you know, ultimately very devastating road. And so... When Jesus comes onto the scene, uh, in fact, really even before he comes on the scene, John the Baptist uh, is, you know, this forerunner of him. And John the Baptist, he says, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like that's his message is the kingdom of heaven is here. It's it's at hand. It's close. Um, and he says, the one coming after me, he's, he, you know, he's, I'm not worthy uh, to even unlatch his shoelaces. And so, um so we see this kingdom of heaven theme is the central topic of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, um, the Bible says that from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's echoing what John the Baptist says, and he's saying, you know, John 
told you that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and there's somebody coming after me that is going to do this. And Jesus is basically like, hey, it's here. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's me. And so, um, you know, once you you get this picture of the kingdom of heaven um, and you see it uh, as we're, we're trying to describe it's one of those things, again, we talked about earlier, you can't unsee it. And when you read through the Gospels, you're going to see it over and over and over again uh, of Jesus, him teaching about it, him showing us what it looks like to live in the kingdom of heaven, and um, Jesus's role as the one who would restore the kingdom of heaven and reuniting the king's power in the king's place uh, over the king's people. And so the very first message that Jesus ever preached was the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5 through 7. And he introduces this uh, kingdom of heaven theme in his very first message. Okay. And so, you, you know, you read through Matthew chapter 5 through 7. And you're going to find, he says, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the, the poor in spirit, spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, heaven. right? We mm-hmm. talked about that in our very first podcast. If you haven't heard our very first podcast, go back and listen to it. And uh, don't mind, it's probably not as good as, as yeah. hopefully we're getting better. <laughs> but, <laughs> We've improved. Yeah, but listen to the, uh, but that idea of blessed are those who enter in the kingdom of heaven, they're poor in spirit. And he's he, his message is um, that of the kingdom of heaven has come. And so uh, you see that uh, played out in a lot of times. Jesus uh, said in, in Luke chapter 4, he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other, other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he kept preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And so he's he's telling them, I got to go preach the kingdom of God. And I'm doing this here, but I got to go other places. And I'm going to go preach this kingdom of God theme. Like, this is my message. This is what I've got to say uh, to everyone who will hear and listen. And so um, you mentioned it earlier, but um, almost all of the parables are about the kingdom of heaven. Right, and so uh, Matthew thirteen is a big uh, portion of them. There's a bunch of parables in Matthew chapter thirteen, and they're all about the kingdom of heaven. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. A man found it, and he goes and sells everything that he has and buys this. You know, so he's he, what Jesus is showing us is the value of the kingdom. Like mm-hmm. somebody discovered it all. Yeah, this guy discovers the kingdom of heaven, and he sells everything for it. Like this is the most important. thing thing there is all right so he he in all of these things he's trying to show us how what the kingdom is how it operates its value system right what's the value system of this kingdom what does it look like how how should how do citizens of this kingdom live mm-hmm. right so that's what these parables are about he says uh, the kingdom of heaven uh, is is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour Till it was all leavened. Okay, so the kingdom of heaven is 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 small. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it has a lot to it. It doesn't seem mm. like um, that it should be something that is of you know can impact everything. Mm-hmm. Just like a little bit of leaven, leaven. doesn't look like you wouldn't you wouldn't look at it and think, man, that's gonna impact that's gonna impact the whole loaf. But it does, yeah. right? And so he's showing how how the kingdom of heaven works. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a net 
that uh, the fisher threw out, a fisherman threw out to the sea and gathered all sorts of fish. And then they they drew it ashore and they sat down and sorted out the good fish and threw away the bad. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, and so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous. So this idea he gives us in another parable, the parable of uh, of the wheat and the tares. Like this kingdom of heaven, there are uh, some who are going to look like they're a part of it. They're going to act like they're a part of it, but they're not, right? And so um, this idea of the kingdom of heaven uh, being one that operates in a, right now at least, operates in a dominion in which there are false kingdoms and there are fake kingdoms and lookalike kingdoms of heaven, right? And so, um, so this idea of the restoration of the kingdom and what it looks like and how it lives out in a practical sense is the message of Jesus in in the Gospels. And so um, that Jesus taught that and lived the kingdom of heaven in order that his disciples would learn how to live in it as well. So he's doing this as a, um, you know, this is he's teaching about it and showing what it looks like so that his disciples can live in it as well, understand what it is, and know how to live in it as well. Uh, Luke chapter 10, the Bible says, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what they set before you and heal those that are in uh, the house that are sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. So Jesus is commissioning disciples and he's telling them, you know, you go uh, and, you know, wherever you're received, where people receive you, minister to them. And as you do, let them know that the kingdom of God is here. So even though the kingdom wasn't what the disciples mm-hmm. thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. they probably had this idea of palace and sure. ruling and judgment, sure. but really they were part of the kingdom Absolutely. and that kingdom was starting to fall starting to come down to earth mm, yes, and they yeah, were becoming yeah. a part of it yes absolutely okay. yeah as his as his disciples they were uh the ones who were going to uh take this message of the kingdom has arrived and to spread it throughout all the, the known world at the time and so this idea of uh jesus coming to teach to live to preach the kingdom of heaven in order that his followers would enter this kingdom would live this kingdom would also teach about this kingdom is what the gospel is all about So just for a moment here, I want to talk about how the gospel relates to the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so that term gospel is a really familiar one. We probably could do a a podcast on that. What is the gospel? Uh, But the gospel, that, that, that Greek word euangelion, it literally just means good news. Like it's just good news. So, so if the gospel is good news, the question is, what is the good news? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because, you know, to say gospel 
uh, to say good news, that's great, but it doesn't really describe anything. It doesn't tell us what the good news is. I'm right? going to take a stab and say that the good news is the kingdom's here. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the good news is, is that the kingdom's. And we find that uh, Mark chapter 1 the Bible says Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So he's telling them that the good news of the kingdom of God is here and the time is being fulfilled. You need to repent and believe this good news. Believe this good news that the kingdom of heaven has come, mm. right? And so um, as heavenly ambassadors as ones you and i who are kingdom representatives uh we are ones who are proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of god has come and that his rulership uh is alive and well and it's alive and well in me (laughs) right it's Mm -hmm. not this theoretical like oh yeah god is king god is ruler over somebody somewhere no as his representative as one who lives within i am a part of this kingdom yes i am the part that's what it means to uh be saved um to to live within the kingdom uh, you have changed your allegiance from that of uh, yourself, yourself, and mm. by proximity, you know, but Satan, right? The okay. rulers of darkness, mm-hmm. right? The uh, that's what Satan. One of the things that Satan wants to do is is to get you to build your own kingdom, right? So he's that, that's his his. And you uh, have made allegiance to to God's kingdom, right? You've changed kings. Right, um, from the kingdom of darkness uh, and Satan being its ruler to the kingdom of heaven and God and being the ruler of that. And so, um, this kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, is totally opposed to the kingdoms of this world, right? And so, we see this conflict taking place um, that, you know, the kingdoms of this world hate the kingdoms of God. And so, those who live within the kingdom of God are often persecuted by those who uh, live within the kingdom of this world. And so, that's one of the main reasons why the Pharisees hated Jesus uh, was because his message was about the fact that this the good news of the kingdom has arrived, uh, they were so hostile to that. So, Matthew 23, the uh, Bible says, uh, Jesus said, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut out the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer them uh, that entering to go in. So, he's, he's telling them, you guys are, you're restricting the kingdom of heaven from, from being known. You scribes and Pharisees, you should be ones who are proclaiming the message of the kingdom of heaven. You should be one who are promoting the kingdom of heaven. But in fact, you are preventing people from hearing and knowing about the kingdom of heaven. And you're not in it either, just in case you, uh, you know, have any doubts or are wondering, right? And so... um, so this is played out a lot in the scripture. Um, the Pharisees they they come and they question him. Um, the Bible says in Luke chapter seventeen, now having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming. So the Pharisees are wanting to know when is the kingdom of God coming. Uh, 
He answered them and said, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. Now they say, look here or look there. He says, behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Right here, right now. Right. Like you're looking at it, (laughs) right? The kingdom has arrived in me. And so that is not uh, something that they want to hear or accept at all um, because they were only interested in religious um, power, uh, building their own kingdoms through religious, you know, workings and, uh, you know, not wanting to build God's kingdom at all. And so you see this also played out in Jesus stands before Pilate and Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my king were of this world, my servants would be fighting right now uh, to deliver me from this. But my kingdom is not from this world. He understands like I'm, I'm instituting the kingdom of heaven. I'm doing it in this world, but the source of, I'm not trying to gain, uh, you know, some political power. I'm not trying to gain some, you know, a th- earthly throne. Uh, I'm trying to set up um, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God on this earth and, and restore that uh, unity uh, back to uh, between God and humans. And so uh, the mission of the church then is should be to proclaim this message, this this good news, this gospel that the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And that's what Jesus said. He said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world and then the end shall come. So this, this good news of the kingdom mm-hmm. is going to be preached uh, throughout all the world and then the end shall come. Well, what do you think about that idea of, uh, you know, that being the church's mission to proclaim this kingdom of heaven has arrived. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts about that? As well, once the good news has been spread, then the kingdom can come. Mm. So, if we're not spreading the good news, can the kingdom come? Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's the what Jesus is trying to do is is provide this opportunity for the kingdom to advance. Okay. And our role as kingdom representative is to advance that. So then I guess we kind of go back to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Are we helping the kingdom mm, or are we yes. preventing the kingdom That's from coming? the point, right? That's the point that should be asked is, as his kingdom representative, am I, mm. am I building the kingdom? Am I spreading the good news of the kingdom uh, that it has arrived in the person of Jesus Christ? Or am I merely concerned with building my own kingdom uh, made of material things or made of prestige or made of you know some carnal uh, thing is that my main mission or is my main mission to proclaim the gospel and to uh, allow the spirit of god working in me to proclaim the kingdom of god and that it has arrived in the person of jesus christ So Jesus alluded to Pilate that his kingdom looks very different Mm -hmm. than what Pilate um, uh, would think a kingdom should look like. Right. So what does that kingdom of God look like for us here today? Yeah. So going back to what Jesus talked about at the Sermon on the Mount, if you look, you can just 
look through some of those different characteristics that he talks about the kingdom of heaven. I mean, real quickly, you see some things that stand out, like the kingdom of heaven is characterized by humility. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is uh, characterized by obedience. It's characterized by prayer. You know, Jesus said, um, not my will, but yours be done. Thy kingdom come, thy, thy will, will be, be done. done, right? Um, so it's characterized by prayer. Uh, it's it's characterized um, by, uh, in the parables, we see it's characterized as something that is worth uh, everything. Um, the kingdom of heaven is one that is characterized by servanthood. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, examples that we could see of the character of the kingdom and how that it is, uh, it sh- it's, it's polar opposite from a lot of this world's way of thinking uh, and the way that the world uh, in its unrighteousness wants to build its own kingdom. So you're saying we to kind of to get a visual of what this kingdom is, we kind of have to look at Scripture as a whole, mm, yes, and see what has transpired from the Old Testament to the New Testament, mm-hmm. and what it has become, and then that's how we can really see what this kingdom is. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and just really the biggest thing would be to uh, do a simple search of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and you'll see different characteristics of the kingdom of God being played out. Um, in in those verses, you know. So, uh, real quickly, you just look at Matthew chapter five and verse three. Excuse me, in verse ten, it says, "Blessed are they which uh, per- are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." So, this idea that the kingdom of heaven is characterized by some persecution, mm. like it's not all um, our idea of perfect, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not all uh, about. Um, my happiness or my, um, you know, we just did a, a podcast on discontentment and being content. You know, um, it's not all about uh, my comfort, but the kingdom of heaven, uh, its nature is the fact that a lot of times it's going to go against what my fleshly desires want, right? And so there's there's tons of these examples of the character of the kingdom, uh, and Paul even talks about uh, a couple of these, um, and talk in Romans chapter fourteen. He talks about how that the kingdom of heaven is—it's not meat or drink; it's not physical things, um, which you know are the sustaining source of life, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So this kingdom of heaven is is a spiritual kingdom that has outworkings in this real physical world. And so, um, just as the kingdom of heaven was present in and through Jesus, uh, the same spirit that dwells in us wants to empower us to live in the character of the kingdom of God. Um, and that um, the kingdom of God would be something that is not just theoretical, but is uh, really played out in this world. That's what Paul said in Corinthians. He said, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. In other words, he's saying, like, the kingdom of God is not just about talking about the kingdom of God. (laughs) For the sake of talking about the kingdom of God. (laughs) Right. It's not a slogan to be attached to churchy things. Uh, Oh, we're kingdom, we're kingdom, we're kingdom. 
uh, it's not in word only, but it's in power. There's a power associated with living in the kingdom that will impact the way that we live. And um, it, it can't not do that. I know that was a double negative, but like if you live in the kingdom, it's going to impact the way that you live. Mm. It has to. Otherwise, you're not living you're in not the kingdom. You're not living in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's going to impact the way that you, uh, that you live because um, it, it's, this kingdom is a product not of the flesh, but of the spirit. And so uh, to recognize that, that I, as a kingdom representative, am an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven, that when people look at me, uh, whether they realize it or not, they are looking at somebody who is representing the kingdom of heaven and living out the kingdom of heaven on this earth. A citizen of this kingdom. Mm-hmm. So really a lot of um, uh, nations today take pride in mm. who they are. Yeah. So we need to take pride and not sure. put a bad name then. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And not uh, defame the the kingdom uh, in our character and the way that we live. Um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, uh, I remember reading a quote that said, there are five gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Christian. And Christian. That's and most good. people only read Christian. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? This idea that, you know, the only representative knowledge that people have of the kingdom of heaven uh, most people who aren't living in the kingdom is the way that I live and the way that we live as as Christian. And so the importance of as kingdom representatives living that out. Uh, but how can you live out the kingdom of heaven if you don't know about the kingdom? Of heaven? Like if you don't really understand what it, if you haven't understood what Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven um, and how how we should live in that and what that means to live in that and how, what it means to be that representative. How can we do that, mm-hmm. right? You, you see how important this is, Like, but at the same time, if we neglect it, how awful a deal it is. Ignorance is not bliss. <laughs> no, this, it's not. In this sense, I mean, even in the nation that we live in today, there are there's power, there's mm-hmm. rules, there's laws, and if I break them, even if I'm ignorant of them, I'm sure. still held accountable. Sure. So then are you, you're saying then that we need to be held hold ourselves accountable to this kingdom lifestyle mm-hmm. that we need to follow. Sure. And that begins by, you know, understanding what it means to live in the kingdom and, you know, understanding the message of Christ, you know, and, and you know, not just, uh, you know, speaking about the kingdom, but to live that in power through the Holy Spirit and to uh, allow that to be... Uh, not just a theoretical thing, but be who I am. I am a kingdom representative. So, last segment here, I want us to talk about uh, how this kingdom of heaven is going to play out futuristically. So, we've talked about how it it took place in you know the garden, how the kingdom was was first created, and how that it was lost due to man's sin. 
and you know the, all the efforts uh, in the Old Testament to try to restore this kingdom and all those failures. But but in the coming of Christ, this kingdom being uh, being restored and God in Jesus Christ making a, a way that we could be kingdom representatives and we could live within this kingdom. Uh, and so uh, I want to look uh, ahead because right now we live in this time where the kingdom is here, but it's not in its fullness, mm-hmm. right? Because we live in the kingdom of heaven on this earth that is filled with the kingdom of this world, right? So mm-hmm. this we're living in this time, this age where we we're we're living in, uh, we're living, we're in this world, but we're not of this world, right? And we're eighty percent done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. Uh, we, this kingdom idea is not finished yet. And so, so, so this kingdom of God has not become uh, physical yet. Uh, no, it has become physical okay. in the fact that we are physical and we live uh-huh. within this kingdom, mm-hmm. but it hasn't become. It Maybe hasn't I'm trying to say its like fullness. Okay, so like the structured mm. mentality of government. Oh, the okay. governing of God has okay. not happened yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on this earth. Yeah. On this earth. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. It's being it's played out in you and I as we mm-hmm. live in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but we but don't its fullness is coming. Yes. Yes. Okay, it is it has about. not reached its fullness yet. But um lest we think that um, you know, God has only inaugurated a kingdom but not going to do it to its fullness that we should we should recognize that's not the case either this isn't it this isn't it there's more to come there's more to come right um and so while christ the purpose of christ's first coming was to establish the kingdom of heaven and to inaugurate it to start it his second coming is going to be one which institutes its fullness so he's coming back uh, to set up an earthly kingdom to rule and reign um, and to institute this perfect kingdom on this earth. That's what the second coming is all about. Okay, um, Revelation chapter 11, uh, the Bible says, uh, the angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. It's probably one of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture if you understand this kingdom, uh, what you know, what we've tried to discuss and talk through today. This verse is um, this moment where the kingdoms of this world have actually become the kingdoms of, like, this fullness has taken place, and Christ is going to rule and reign forever and ever. And so the second coming of Christ is he's going to come in power. He's going to come to judge, right? So the power, human perfect power. In perfect power, okay. right? Yeah. He's going to judge uh perfectly, right? Humanity, right? So people um towards uh in righteousness, he's going to do that in righteousness and to set up his earthly kingdom. Uh, on this earth, so power, people, and place mm-hmm. is taking uh, shape in the second coming in its fullness, uh, as Christ defeats the Antichrist and places Satan in bondage for a thousand years, mm-hmm. and we have this millennial reign. What is that? That millennial reign is the fullness of the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have perfect power, mm-hmm. but we're not going to have perfect people yet. 
correct? During this millennial reign time after the second coming. No, we will. Oh, we will. Yeah. So, well, so we won't be able to do wrong? No, yeah. So this will be after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so um, all uh, all those who are resurrected will be, um, will have resurrected bodies, will be perfect. Now, not everyone will be because those who have survived Armageddon, this is getting into eschatological things more than what I... I want to jump in a little bit, though. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Uh-huh. We, can, we can for just a second. Um, so those who survive Armageddon and all those things, the, the outpouring of God's wrath on this earth, there will be people on this earth who are, um, you know, you know, human and who are mm-hmm. uh, mortal. But those that have come from the resurrection, now those are perfect people. Right, right. Okay, so really there's a mixture yes. of perfect people which are reigning with Christ. Yes, we will rule and reign with Christ over, over the ones exactly. that have survived Armageddon. Yes, okay? and those uh, in And that- some of those will... Um, join Satan when he is released? Yes. Okay. Yes, those are going to be the people that rebel. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, really, it sh- reveals that, um, you know, because during that period, there will be those who are following after, mm-hmm. they're living in the perfect kingdom, mm-hmm. following the perfect king. Okay, quick tangent. Yeah. Is this considered a perfect place yet? Um. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so living under a perfect king in a perfect place they still choose to do wrong? Yes. Ah, Yeah, okay. so it just, it's almost like a re... Uh, it's the garden again. Exactly. Yeah, it's almost this, uh, God is proving one more time. That given the choice. That given the choice, mm-hmm. humanity will, uh, has the propensity to follow its own kingdom. Unless it submits to the kingdom of God, uh, it okay. will follow its own kingdom. Okay, so this is jumping kingdom. way back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Were we destined to fail when given the choice of the tree? Yeah. Was humanity destined to fail? Yeah, given that choice, uh, the very fact that we had free will to choose that uh, lends me to believe that we would at some point choose that. Uh, Okay. um, Based upon our uh, desire to want to build our own Mm. kingdoms. And that that is... Freedom is so tempting. Mm. The illusion of freedom. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it does end up being bondage, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. But that I have a choice, and I can choose to continue to live in the kingdom, and I can choose to continue to choose to live uh, with God as my king. But because I have free will, the allurement of the kingdoms of this world is enticing. Yes. And it, it's something that if I don't continue to live in the kingdom, I continue to allow kingdom thinking, kingdom practice, and kingdom character in my life, I mean, isn't that what backsliding is, right? Mm. Is that um, losing a love for the kingdom of God and instead wanting to follow after the kingdoms of this world. And so... So that loss of that kingdom that has a perfect kingdom and a perfect place that happened in Genesis is mm-hmm. replicated in end times Yes, after Satan is loosed. Mm-hmm. But then... After that, and after the judgment, mm-hmm. yeah, does heaven come into its one hundred percentness? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, Revelations. Oh uh, Revelation talks about how that, um, you know, that he's new heavens and new earth. Yes, and that and then we will recreation. have perfect power. Yes, and that is the eternal state. Perfect people. Yeah, and the new heaven, new earth. Yeah. perfect place. Yeah, we have. We have went from Genesis to Revelations. We, <laughs> yeah, we went through this theme, and it's coming. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. And I know this is a little bit longer podcast, but I, I couldn't figure out how to shorten it to get this big theme because it literally, like you said, it is a Genesis to Revelation theme. Um, and, you know, I kept thinking, I can cut out this, I can cut out that. But, you know, all of it is central to understanding who we are as kingdom representatives, what it means to live in the kingdom, and also to understand the consequences of living outside of the kingdom and building our own kingdoms and rejecting our king. And um, and so, you know, this, this, this truth of the kingdom of heaven is central to understanding God's work within humanity. And uh, it ends in the culmination of all things uh, living within the kingdom. Uh, that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25 when he talks about uh, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, talking about the second coming, and his angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, kingdom, Mm -hmm. Right. And all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed of my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Mm -hmm. So this idea that um, that God has from the very beginning of time created a kingdom. And we found that in the garden. And he's had this plan. And he's had this plan. And the plan was really giving man free will who would choose to live within God's kingdom and who would want to live in within their build their own kingdom, follow after the kingdoms of this world. And this second coming is this moment of okay, who lived in the kingdom of God? who valued the kingdom of God and who uh, valued the kingdoms of this world and what they... So the lessons learned today is we are terrible kings. Mm, Yes. But if we have chosen allegiance Mm. to God's kingdom, Mm. then we have good news to spread. Yeah, yeah. And to be recognized uh, as one who serves a king, I am a servant of that king and that my role as a servant is to do the will of the king. And that will of the king is bared out in my obedience, you know, to the kingdom. And uh, that's that's all what it's about, uh, being faithful to the king, because that's what he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful. And so um, just encourage today to live within the kingdom and to prioritize the kingdom and to be faithful to the kingdom. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and write a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern-day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.